What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Multi Goodness Podcast, where we talk all things beer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Tooten, sitting next to the one, the only Kyle Benke. How you doing today, Kyle? I'm I'm doing wonderful. Can't complain about that. Can't complain. Gonna Think- drink some beer gonna hang out it's gonna be great it's uh springtime down here in the south now Oof. and we're finally starting to feel it so can't see that pollen that. yeah that's true you see it on all the cars <laughs> all right so remember you can always stay up to date with all things multi-goodness at our website multigoodness.com or one of our social channels multi-goodness on facebook and at multi-goodness podcast on instagram before we get into the heart of the show today we're gonna start off with our favorite segment where we open a beer and enjoy it right here and tell you all about it kyle what are we drinking today we are drinking Founders Brewing Breakfast Stout. Ooh, yeah. It's actually one of my favorites. And this is actually going to be a special episode because yeah. I, I didn't really talk too much about the background, but this is going to be one of our main episodes where we kind of have a theme throughout. We're not going to do our usual uh, segments, but um, so yeah, we're going to feature not only just any Founders set of beers, but we got we got a bunch of BS going on today. Yeah, we do. So it's this is, good. so we're starting with what you said, the, just the, the regular breakfast stout? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to pop into some of the uh, Kentucky breakfast stouts later on. Yeah, we are. I'm excited about that. But let's crack this bad boy and let's see what it's like. So this is a, it's always a good sound. I always like opening it. This one might have lost its fizz a little bit because this is actually a 2016. So this is a, about a three year, I would say, vintage at this point in time when we're doing this, doing this recording. So as far as what to expect, I'm not 100% sure, but it is a stout. It's an 8.3% breakfast stout, which really just, I think it means, yeah, they even put it on here. It just means it's double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Um, head retention. For you. Yeah, I did. I got I got the, I got all the head retention on this one. You sure um, did. You've got, which see, I, yours is more what I would expect. Yours is that little bit of um, not much, honestly, which is with most stouts. Mine almost looks like an IPA and it's, well, not literally, it's, it's a little toffee nut color head retention, but um, Mm -hmm. this is definitely rare for a stout. That's not normal, but that could also be that could be because it's been sitting in the bottle that long. It's kind of been doing some natural carbonation. So what do you get on aroma? Um, You can definitely smell the coffee. See, the the first thing I get is the chocolate, oddly enough. Really? It's weird. I get the chocolate and the booze, which yeah, my I next mean, thing was going to be booze for it's, sure. It's weird because this beer, so this, this beer is kind of the renowned, uh, you know, the artwork, maybe your listeners, you've seen this one out and about. It's got the little chubby fat kid on the front eating out of the uh, cereal bowl. I've always loved the, uh, the branding on this one, but it's weird because this one is, it's a rare ish beer to find even, I mean, not as much as the KBS I'd say, but even this beer is kind of a seasonal one. And it's it's smells just a lot boozier than I remember for yeah, being 8.3%. It um, hits you in the nose. You're like, oof. So you take a sip. What'd you get? Um, I definitely taste the chocolate for sure. And then the just this huge wave of mm. booze. That's good. Which, again, 8.3. <laughs> it's it's not a, you know, it's. I mean, that's strong, I guess, for a lot of our listeners. That is, I mean, for me, that is strong. I think I'm just thinking about some of the beers we have coming up. And yeah. I'm, think of it that way but this beer is really good in and of itself i like i think i forget i think this one gets overshadowed by its its bigger brothers but or sisters who might be listening karina um karina uh yeah i i think it's uh it's it's a really solid stout um honestly one of my favorites to drink um and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it comes in a four pack of 12 ounce bottles. Yeah, typically. this one, this one is I've been sitting on it for a couple years and this is the last remaining one, but it wasn't a four pack when mm-hmm. I got it. So, it's, okay. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, I think you typically find it seasonally in the winter time. Um, this one specifically says it was bottled on in October 2016. So it way distribution works. I imagine that probably would have hit markets right around January and that's probably about when I got it the following year. So um, I'm it's weird as I'm tasting this. Have you ever had an oyster stout? No, I have not. So an oyster stout, it kind of comes off a little bit briny, just like the name implies. We'll definitely okay. have to try one on here because I've that's a really unique, um, unique beer in and of itself. But this one kind of I get that like brininess or saltiness in the taste. Bit. Yeah, on the back yeah. end. I still don't get much of the coffee. Uh, I 
I was going to say the smell kind of reminds me of how soy sauce sm- smells. Yeah, which I think that's that brininess, yeah. believe it or not, which some of that could be the age. Um, this is a perfectly good beer, I'd say, for aging. I don't think there's any aversion. I think it kind of changes throughout the years, which kind of makes it really interesting. Um, the double chocolate has always gotten me because I've never understood what's double chocolate about this. I wonder if they use two different kinds of... Um two different percents of cocoa yeah like chocolate in there oh i'm just reading the back now for the first time it actually says um this is a coffee lover's consummate beer by the way um it's brewed with flaked oats bitter and imported chocolates there we go and two types of coffee so that's actually it even talks about how it has a frothy cinnamon colored head that goes forever so that's i kind of got that maybe what you got was the abnormal but um I'm getting flavors in this beer that I don't normally get, and I feel like a lot of Imperial Stouts. They don't call this an Imperial Stout. It's more that odiness, oh, you know, yeah, oatmeal. But um, we can compare. It gives you that really good mouthfeel. What was too. the uh, we had Wake and Bake? We had Wake and Bake. We yeah. had Wake and Bake. So it's I guess similar to that. This is stronger than that one. Mm-hmm. The coffee lends a much darker flavor. We didn't talk much about color, but it looks like a stout. Yep, <laughs> so, straight black. <laughs> um, can't tell. Couldn't tell you what hop variety or anything mm-hmm. they used in this. Uh. Founders, though, um, coming out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, yeah. up in my neck of the woods. Oh, um, yeah, I guess that would be on the west side of Michigan yeah. a little bit. Uh, this breakfast stout is probably one of the easiest things to find up by us. Honestly, it? it's yeah, it's there a lot of the time. We'll have to uh, we'll have to maybe see if we can get some more of this into a bottle because I'm curious if you know I'd be interested in doing just a side by side. This is the only bottle we I have right now, mm-hmm. so. Th- this is I just wanted to kind of lead into the episode with this one. We're actually going to compare this one a little bit more. Yep. We saved a little bit of this bottle because we wanted to try some side by side with the KBS later on. Um, but founders distribute pretty widely. I'd yep. say so for listeners. I'm pretty sure anyone's going to be able to get this to Kyle's point. You probably have a little bit more access to it up in the northern part of the country up there. near Correct. You know, the Midwest. Um, but we can see it pretty regularly down here. Any, yeah. any, any final thoughts on the beer or do you, do you let's save some, I guess a little sure. bit for, you know, maybe the taste. I, notes, I, but. like I said earlier, I think it's one of my favorite stouts for sure. Um, it, it's one of the first stouts I ever had when I first got into stouts. So it's, it's got a small of legal place. age. Of course. Yeah. It's of got course. a small, uh, little spot in my heart. It, it's um, really good. I, I still can't get really away from solid. the fact that little brininess, which is, it's so weird to me, but I really I think like that. I think it's, the three year, the that three it's year, on. yeah. Well, but it's still delicious. It is still delicious, and I and I still really like this branding. Well, we haven't talked a whole lot about it, and we won't now because we can yeah. talk about it in a little bit. But that's some good branding. So, well done by founders. Cheers. Now it's time for the segment of the show where we talk beer news. And this week we have a couple stories for you guys. Um, one of which posted by Sports Illustrated. Um, it was, I believe, a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, March 28th. 28th. So, yeah. Um, MLB Ballpark Beer Guide. So this whole article is about every ballpark. Hercules, Hercules. I'm excited about this one because we both love baseball. Yeah. So I think that this is a perfect. This and is a perfect the season post. just started, which yep. is great. And so um, it breaks it down by uh, by ballpark and gives you kind of a little bit of background and some of the beers that you should go um, pick up. And they have a section of each um, stadium for beer snobs at the bottom. So it talks about. okay. so it talks about their general, you know, like some of the general things about their beer. And then it picks out beers for you if you're a beer snob at the bottom, which is great, which I'm a beer snob. So, which before you go into this sure. real quick, it's interesting because a not only is Atlanta at the very top of the list, so we can go right into Atlanta. Alphabetical, but, come on, man. But, but also, no, it's by skill. Clearly, it's by mm. team. Um, no, but the the intro. We're gonna post this article because I find this fascinating to see. It actually talks a little bit about the beer prices in ballparks. Yeah. And let's let's be honest. No one loves going to. I mean, we love going to the game, having some brews, but we don't no love the beer prices. Yeah. But also, I. 
appreciate. I think that the Braves most of the time it's like like a good craft beer is about nine bucks, mm-hmm. which I'm like, okay, that's high. Obviously, it's more than a bar, but I'm reading some of this, and a it's not the so they say you know the beer prices are wide ranging five dollars for a Bud Light or Twins game, cool, nineteen twenty five for a twenty two ounce premium draft beer at Oracle Park. Wow, that's ridiculous. Those California prices—they've got to—they've got to fix this. Almost or, twenty bucks for a beer. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's like, I'm crazy. Just, and I get it's premium. That's just sorry. That's just crazy. Me, I read that. But anyway, so I'll yeah. go. I'll let you. I'll defer to you to uh, read the the Braves, and then we'll. Uh, but there is a Wisconsin uh, tie here because the Braves are considered a Millicore's ballpark because we've got that. We've got the. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. So SunTrust Park. They're the. <clears throat> Former, it will soon be formerly known as SunTrust Park. It's yeah, Miller Coors. Let's see, it is. They've actually got Terrapin Tap Room there, which you've ever had a chance to go and go to. You, it, they're actually a, con- uh, a collaboration. Hey, yeah, with uh, Fox Brothers, another local staple for food here in Atlanta for mm-hmm. barbecue. So that's like my favorite two things in one. But that just tells you. So they've got. It's interesting. They actually Terrapin, a local brewery here in. Well, it's actually out of Athens. They did the chop. Toberfest, or not Toberfest, that was the wrong name. Chopsecutioner, sorry. Chopsecutioner. Which is basically like their Hopsecutioner IPA. For a lot of our listeners that are in this area, they may be familiar with that one. It's one of their mm-hmm. popular IPAs. This one's just aged on oak uh, oak chips. And so that one's fascinating. This one actually talks a little bit about the fact that they have a brew lab there, which is really cool. It's yeah. kind of like a pilot system. And uh, they ch- five Small five-barrel pilot system. Yeah, and they cool. just did a renovations. I was just looking at this yesterday um, before the, the game, and they actually just redid the tap house a little bit and they added the corner cali i know you're going to be familiar mm-hmm. with this because you've actually seen it but for those of you who have had a chance to see it they on the very corner where there used to be a big um uh silo where yep. i think they would keep some grain they actually kind of tore all that up a little bit and now added like a an opening where there's basically a bunch of taps they're like facing the plaza so you can just like oh, basically walk cool. right up and get a beer so it's that's super really cool. cool um but that's Atlanta. That's all about Atlanta. I know about Atlanta. I'm actually, I like this article, the fact that it does tell me all about the different parks around the country, yeah. which is one of my bucket list items. What does, um, uh, what does, what does uh, Milwaukee have? Yeah. Uh, let me, let me quick grab it. Uh, or what is, what were the, whatever ones you're looking at? I mean, we don't have to talk about Milwaukee. I want to talk about the ballpark. <laughs> um, so going to Miller Park, I've been there, you know, many times in my life. It's, it's almost like home for me, but um, they have, they just renovated and put in this brand new craft beer section out in right field. It's amazing. Okay. Um, I think there's more than 30 taps. The Miller and Miller Park is after Miller. Like Correct. The Miller, right? Uh, <laughs> that may be going away soon as well, unfortunately. Oh, well. But um, Sounds like another beer news yeah. later on. Um, so they're, they added 15 new taps to this already huge list of taps that they already have from last year, which is really cool. A lot of them being Wisconsin breweries. Um, and obviously they partnered with Jacob Leininkugel of Leininkugel, um, brewing to create an, a Miller park specific beer as well. You can only get it there. Um, which I think is really cool. Um, if more, if more ballparks did mm-hmm. that, I would be getting it every time. Just I think that's try. really cool that, mm-hmm. you know, with the craft brew scene, that says a lot that baseball understands that. MLB understands that craft beer has become a huge part of baseball. It's not all about your domestics anymore. So super cool. Um, And then the only other thing of note that I would throw out there is they actually carry New Glarus Brewing, which if anybody knows about New Glarus Brewing or Wisconsin beer, New Glarus Brewing is a Wisconsin brewery that only sells and distributes in Wisconsin. It's actually legal to sell and distribute anywhere else. Other than the state of Wisconsin. So did I tell you the story where I had a I have some friends that live down here in Atlanta and they got married recently and they actually brought in New Glarus mm-hmm. beer because uh, the bride is from Wisconsin. So she brought in a bunch of New Glarus. I was able to have Spotted Cow. Yep. Which That's is one of the, really the staples. Um, it's it's really funny. They sell it in the airport, too. So you can actually bring it with you home. if you I want didn't to. realize that. So they made it you, where you, you can't. It's only distributed in the state. And that's kind Correct. of purpose. Mm-hmm. That's actually really cool. So this article, I would definitely say check out. Like I said, we're going to post it. Um, a lot of cool check out, you know, obviously not just your park, but check out some of the other parks around the country. Cause I know, like I said, it's one of my bucket list items to go to a bunch of these parks, mm-hmm. not Oracle park. Cause I'm not ready to pay 1925 for a beer <laughs> yet, but, um, also then you got to tip them and it really is just $20 at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So, so speaking of Miller Coors, sure. There's been some interesting, interesting stuff in the news lately. With Miller okay. Coors. Um, have you heard about this, this, uh, deal they got? Well, it's not really their deal. It's stone brewing decided to, uh, 
that they didn't like some of the actions that Miller Coors was taking with their Keystone Light brand mm-hmm. and decided to, this actually started last year. I, I'm just, for some reason, just now hearing about it because I think there's been some newer um, stuff coming out about Updates it. Updates things. Stone Brewing decided to, that they were going to file a lawsuit against Miller Coors and their Keystone brand for what they've been doing with that stone aspect of Keystone wow. Light. Interesting. They changed the brand. So the way I see it, they changed the branding recently, I guess, on the can. Mm -hmm. It's a blue can. It's, you know, historically we've always, college students love our Keystone Light. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But they changed it and they kind of made key smaller, light, the word light, lighter. And it's big and bold. You know, the can I think is a normal, I don't want, is it, I don't know if it's a 12 or 16 ounce. They're normally 12s, but you can buy 16 ounce too. So, I mean, it's either way. But they basically feature now when you kind of hold the can, you really only see stone, but also, it's kind of in the eye of the beer holder where it's just how you hold the can. Like, there's a lot of interesting stuff, but I think they feel, you know, Stone felt like they basically had taken a step too far to infringe on something yeah. that they had they had done as a brand. So what's, I'm curious, you know, we, we've obviously, we've both had a chance to kind of read a little bit about this, you know, just because we were going to be talking about it. That's why we want to talk about it today because it is super, as much as we've talked about the Craft Brewer Association, Stone is a big player in that if not the biggest still independent craft brewer in the country yeah shout out sam adams also gets a lot of that you know, both of them but well, i mean what's your take on this because i'm because for me i do feel like you know stone it is it is something that by name alone i think of stone brewing and mm-hmm. so i feel like you know i don't know it, i i think i could see it going both ways right uh i can see you know stone brewing have a case because of the fact that um it is pretty obvious that they're just trying to make it look and name, you know, the name matching and everything mm-hmm. that it that they're trying to kind of push towards that that side of things because, you know, Stone isn't going to sell. They're a huge craft brewery. Yeah. And they made it very clear that they want nothing to do with it, right? So, I could see I can see how it would tarnish their name. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, again, it's, you know, cuz I feel like Stone I Keystone's obviously been out for a long time. This isn't something that they just came out of, you know, the woodwork. It's not like a new brew that came yeah. out. It wasn't. It's, I, I feel like, and it also, if you look at the can, again, it really is, in my opinion, the eye of who's looking at it because it still clearly says Keystone Light. It doesn't mm-hmm. say stone. It, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't only say stone. Um, but it looks like what Miller has been doing, which I think is potentially where it gets a little bit, um gray for stone brewing is it's some of the the brand camp uh, the ad campaigns they've, mm-hmm. they've had around it i know i've saw one where it was like you know a lady had done a um some cross stitching and had done you know had a picture of a the new stone can and then right next to it it said stone stone sweet stone or something like that and i mm-hmm. think that that's maybe where or grab a stone i've seen that before yeah you know which we're, there's a really interesting there's actually an official website kind of related to everything about this case um, starting with the actual overview of the lawsuit itself, but it's trademarkyourbeer.com. And it actually is the Stone versus Keystone lawsuit. And it, it goes through the complaint that Stone filed, the answer that Miller Coors then filed as counterclaims. Um, Miller or Stone then obviously kind of motioned to strike that. There's some legal jumbo I'm, we mm-hmm. won't go into. You can read it for yourself. But looking at it, it's interesting because they even bring up Stone's original patent that they did in 98 which mm-hmm. it, it's got that it actually shows that on this website but then so in 2007 miller Coors actually did try and um patent the word stones so stone has a patent and a trademark on the word stone for their name in 2007 miller Coors filed with the patent office a stones that was the mark that they were trying to use mm-hmm. and it actually did get shot down now the basis was from what it from what it looks like, and they've kind of highlighted the key points based on the fact that it was it was too similar to the existing one that Stone had. But it almost seems like they didn't they I don't know they couldn't figure out a way to get around that because obviously they're determined to use that kind of like you know grab a, you know grab a stone grab you know they're not trying to I don't think they're necessarily at that point in time it wasn't like something they were trying to do but now yeah. I'm just I almost wonder now as if are they trying to be you know, are they trying to be nasty about this? Are they trying to get like you? What's their intention? Are they, yeah, are what's they trying intention? to go after Stone or are they, um, you know, or are they just trying to enhance their brand? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, is it is it them, you know, actually trying to 
push upon stone and make and you know push yeah. those products together or because i mean i think they'd be crazy not to know that obviously there is i mean independent craft beer, especially some of the independent craft brewers with money like stone has mm-hmm. that miller cores isn't going to be able to just they're not going to be able to win over those brewers they can you know terrapin is one of the ones they bought i think um they actually there's an interesting if go to this website i mentioned because there's an interesting video you can watch that that um the owner and, and brewmaster um for stone actually calls out some of the the place the uh brewers that miller Course sold. has bought yeah. out and so they kind of draw a lot of light to that but it's like it kind of begs the different like whether or not you where you stand on the case you're going to read it and i think kyle and i had different opinions a little bit about it as far mm-hmm. as who we think is going to ultimately win this case it's it's really comes down to what is miller Coors's intention here and like are they trying to use something are they really trying to find loopholes in the, in the system that they know might be a gray area that a judge might rule in their favor on and i just well I, and i also think it's it it sucks for the smaller guy no matter how small or big they yeah. are for someone large to come in and swing their money around and do whatever they want when it comes to branding and to to push upon your product and so yeah. I, I i do see it both ways so i mean and and the counter argument for Miller Coors, if you think about it, because I am more on the opinion of I feel like Miller Coors needs to back off a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're infringing. But at the same time, no one that drinks stone beer, I can tell you right now, is and actually I actually would beg to differ that no one that drinks, you know, they're domestic every, you know, that has a six pack a day of domestics. They're not going to look at that and say, yep, Keystone Light, that's basically a stone beer now. Like that's a light stone beer, stone yeah. brewing beer like. I feel like there's such a differentiation between those two that I don't feel like, like on the surface, it does look like there's kind of a muddling there, but I just don't feel like that's one that's like, I do feel like maybe Miller Coors, like there's no traction there. It's kind of just like poking, poking bear a little bit, but Mm -hmm. they're not really going to get far with it. Like I just look at it that way. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead and check it out. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely post that article as well. Cause, and we'll, we might even talk about this one a little bit more in a future episode yeah. when there's a little we bit have more. Some updates I mean, we're about a year into this case now, but I imagine there'll be more stuff coming out. So yeah. cheers to the independent craft brewer. Cause I am on their side yeah. a little bit. Oh, we ain't got a barrel of money. And maybe we're ragged and funny. But we'll travel along. Singing a song. Die. Die. Bye. So we are to the main part of the show tonight, which, Kyle, I am super excited about this. I'm really excited. Because it took me three <laughs> years to kind of put this together. And I have actually been planning this since the day that I picked up the very first one in 2017. Mm-hmm. And now, so listeners, we've got KBS, Kentucky Breakfast Stout. We've got 2017, 2018, and 2019 coming at you today. So I'm excited about this. We're going to try them all side by side, talk a little bit about tasting notes. We are going to single in on each one a little bit just to talk about the, you know, anything specific to that one, of course. Mm -hmm. But I've really wanted to do this. I've heard other other kind of people get a chance to do this, and it's kind of always given me that, like, tinge of excitement a little bit. So, hey, I finally get to do it. I've been been looking forward to this for a few weeks. And not only... Have you noticed this? Not only is it we're doing KBS, which is a big thing in and of itself. It's our first barrel aged yeah. anything we've done on this which show I'm, so far. So we've talked about so many times doing it, and now we're doing it. So great. KBS, we talked a little bit about founders earlier. Ready? We're gonna go and open 2017 first. Yeah. Oh, no, not much. Get that at least. Yeah. Um talked a little bit about it earlier so founders has been doing this actually i have no idea how long they've been doing it let me see if i can uh figure that out while you're pouring here but i'll talk about how it pours so this one pours very i'd say yep similar to how bs poured earlier i'm gonna say and because this is a side by side i'm gonna waste no time and go ahead and pop in all of them go for it do it um but so it pours very dark into the glass, which is expected with these beers. Also, I'm noticing, so as far as head retention goes, 17 basically has none, which again, it's probably to be expected. Um, oh man, this stuff looks so good under the glass. I'm excited. And then we've now popped all of them. 
so I noticed I couldn't help, and we'll talk a little bit about it in a little bit, but I noticed you had great beer up earlier. And it, these, these yes. beers get a perfect hundred, which doesn't surprise me at all because these these beers, um, which I'm hoping. It, it seems like the first major year that kind of took off was 2006. Okay. That makes sense, so. right? Because it's, and I've noticed there's also a different. Um, we had the opportunity to look at a video that they actually, uh, kind of a marketing yeah. video they use, which that's a really cool video, first of all. But, and it looks like they had one of the old labels on here. So now it's basically they they know what they're, they know their brand. They've mm-hmm. got KBS and a very serif style font across the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says it's a flavored stout, which has always kind of gotten me. But it says highly acclaimed KBS, which different from the old one. So that 2006 label looks like it actually said Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Correct. Um, so for those of you who have actually had a chance to get this beer, I don't think it's the exact same beer as normal breakfast stout, which I forgot to pour that, but we have left over that hey, one. I got that. But, um, cause this one does not say double chocolate. This one just says it's an ale brewed with chocolate and coffee aged in oak bourbon barrels. So we're both partial to bourbon, so we're going to appreciate this. So, mm-hmm. um, in the glass. I don't even think it's worth wasting too much of our time on talking about how different they look. Other than, do you notice how flat? Well, I want to say flat. 2017. No head retention. No head retention at all. There was a little bit when we first poured it, but there's basically none now. Um, 2018 has, there was a little bit more. Very small, yeah. And there's still like a crescent moon, uh, I'd say, around the edge. And then 2019 has again slightly more but not much no which i think is what i would expect yeah Yeah. um so let's do let's do this did you want to taste let's see we've already had breakfast out do you want to have a quick sip of that let's do again a reminder how did i get all that how'd you get the head retention like i don't know so it doesn't like take the take the scent real quick i'm going to try and talk while you're actually getting a chance to do it but do the do the aroma test do the you know swirl in the mouth a little bit and then let the listeners know what you got on flavor aroma what you want get any any pre-notes before we go into the kbs um, I definitely get the chocolate pretty hard. Um, and then it just goes straight into that booze flavor like we talked about before. So uh, and then like that nice kind of balance between yeah. like the saltiness at the end too. Yeah, that's and that is the oldest one we've got mm-hmm. that we're doing technically. That was like the that was October 2016 yeah. to 2017. This one was bottled. Gosh, it's so light on the bottle right now, but it was bottled on February 22nd, 2017. So this one is um march 6th 18 so to my knowledge they let this age for almost a year in the barrel which means that technically this 2017 kbs was the 2015 i would say version of brood yeah brood version yeah and then so all right so let's go in for the 2016 do you get anything on aroma because i'm curious this one again this is their first barrel age so yeah i it's almost like muted like yeah hinted it's it's mm. like a hint of like what the the breakfast out is um but you do get like a small like almost like weeded like bourbon flavor would you, you agree? don't or you don't get smell yeah you don't get much on the aroma that is true you you definitely which is weird because again kind of like the coffee was lost on the on the 2016 breakfast stout i feel like the every the bourbon which i kind of expect to be on the nose is it, you don't get it really in the 2016 it's but, it's it's there like really yeah. small very very small all right so we've tasted it now Ooh, what, what do you think, think? yeah well, i, I want to know what you think so the the bourbon's still there which i love yeah it's, it's uh it's pretty the whole back half is just bourbon to me like a really oh, yeah. nice balanced bourbon flavor at the back end and it's boozy, but I mean, mm-hmm. this one is 11.9. Uh, no, sure. that's, I believe that. 11.8. This one actually has it on the barrel or the bottle. Again, it's. Yep. Yeah. So as far as flavor notes, just initially, I want to kind of do the side by side and then talk a little bit comparison wise. Sure. I feel like I get a little bit of that licorice flavor on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe it's just because I, not a lot of the chocolate. Whereas when we tried the, the, just the straight breakfast stout i got a lot of the chocolate not as much of the coffee a lot of that was at the age this one i definitely feel like i get the toffee and licorice for me personally yeah i i actually uh agree with you wholeheartedly here this one almost tastes like i'm drinking 
a bourbon. Like it, it almost kind of has that idea to it. There's not a whole lot of sweetness lingering, which yeah. you might expect from um, something that has the chocolate in it. I feel like right on the buildup note. So like you get that initial taste and then you get a small hype from like sugar. Yeah. And then it just goes straight back down into the bourbon flavor. I get a lot of bourbon in this yeah. one, which I'm, I'm believe me, I'm, I make it sound like it's a bad thing. I'm not hating it at all. No. It's just, it's, um, and Kyle and I talked a little bit before the episode about what type, we wonder what type of barrels, and I don't know if they actually publish what type of barrels they use. I couldn't um, find anything. But, so we're having a chance to smell the second one now. We're going to 2017. Correct. Now. And this one is. No, this is 18. That was sorry, that, sorry, that was 17. This is 2018. Thank you for holding. I get like trip. nothing. See, I def I actually get more aroma on this one. But hold on, let's do the side by side. Do the true side by side. Hold them next to each other. Okay. Which oh, see, I get a difference when I do this. But then again, I have less in one cup now than I do the other. I I don't know. It's real. I still only get a small hint. Well, go ahead and taste it. See what you think. Uh, I've had a chance. What do you, what do you think? So when I initially do the taste, I get a little bit of a different flavor. I get a little more sweetness on this one for sure. Um, I feel like I get a little more chocolate, kind of the chocolate I expected in the first. Well, I expect chocolate in all of them because they are. It's what, what? How did I put it? It's a chocolate and coffee stout. So I kind of expected it in all of them. But the first one I got all bourbon. This one I definitely got more chocolate I, than I did. I think I get like the back half is totally coffee to me on this. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Um, Which is weird. I didn't even talk about that. You get like that semi-sweet chocolate, you know, flavor on the Mm -hmm. front and then just straight coffee. Which is weird because the first one I didn't, the 2017, I did not even like talk about coffee when I was describing it, which this one I definitely get that roastiness. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that multi... um, Goodness? Yeah, that multi goodness. Multi goodness. Hey. Um, No, I'm with you. It's almost like the... Kind of like when you have a wheat beer, you kind of can taste the the maltiness as opposed to the hoppiness. Like this one, you kind of get that body. Oh, body. That's what they call it. You, oh. get, the, you get the body. That's what it's called? No, yeah. I. Uh, so far, I'm digging this. Yeah. So so far between those two, which I really like the first one just because it was very bourbon. Mm-hmm. But it was almost like it felt like I was sipping a, sitting on a, sipping on a glass of bourbon a little bit there. Like a little two finger of bourbon over here? I've been getting it. Yeah. That is a two finger. I gotta be careful. Well, we got more of it, so it's okay. But I've been drinking a lot more bourbon recently, and so I feel like that one satisfies that itch in me. But then the second one satisfies the itch of like a like really a, good stout. Yep. That I'm looking for. And keep in mind, this is an oatmeal stout as well. So mm-hmm. the mouth feel is always going to feel a little bit thick. Um, yeah. But uh, also, it's not oily. Or it's not. So thick, like these. These always have come off. The it's not like, like chewing it. And by the way, this is like your first time ever trying KBS, right? Correct. Actually, yeah. So I've had them before, and I feel like in the past, again, I've never done a side by side. I've always just done the current year. What I've done is, I've got 2017. I got a four pack of that, you know, a couple years ago. Then I got 2018, and now I'm getting the 19. And what I did was, I had one bottle at the time, and then saved the rest, and then. Like when I graduated college a few years ago, I had a bottle for that. A few celebratory things, but yeah. I still have some bottles sitting around. But I always wanted to be able to do. I've actually got bottles ready for next year with a four year. So I'm excited about Solid. that one. But maybe um, maybe we'll have a return. Yes. To this. So it's because technically, April I mean, now. technically, we're kind of doing a four year right now. With That's the true. 16, but it's just not a barrel aged. We'd have to have a bottle of we'll have to get a new bottle of breakfast out. Mm-hmm. So. Founders, feel free to hit us up. We're excited to try more breakfast out next year along with KBS. Ooh, this yeah. one is way different. While we were talking, we got into 2019. <laughs> and all I'm going to say is I think we're both impressed. Wow. Like it, it, I almost get like more, and I know this isn't anything that they describe on the front, but I almost get like a vanilla quality. I get different, yeah. Like I was a, actually literally going to say the same thing that I, I get a quality that Definitely wasn't in the 2017 or 2018. Yeah. And it's not the freshness aspect because this is the freshest bottle. Mm-hmm. This was, which Fortunately. we didn't talk details of 2018. We skipped it, but 2019. Um, it's kind of all scribbled together. So good luck reading that one. Oh, man. Of course I picked this bottle. <laughs> it looks like February. 
this one was definitely um february of last of course i chose the one bottle or this this was that's your, mine actually. this is your bottle that's Kyle. the single bottle i found when i went to kyle the store. and i pick, both picked this bottle up on basically almost the same same day, day. i got it and when i was in charleston he got it here but we basically texted each other the same day saying we had gotten it yeah this these are definitely bottled in, in february as well mm-hmm. um i think that this is a 12.4 percent um yeah let me let me clarify that quick I remember looking at my bottles as well, but so just for a quick recap, yep. 12.4. So mm-hmm. quick recap. So we've got 2017 was bottled in February of 2017. It's 11.8. The 2018 was bottled on March 6th, 2018. It's 12.3. Mm-hmm. And then the assumption here is with 2019, it was bottled late February. It, it looks like a two to me. So... Okay. Sometime in sometime Maybe in February. Yeah. And I think twelve point four percent is the consensus consensus on this one. Correct. I will say what's interesting with the alcohol content, I want to get back into flavor in a second. Sure. But what what's interesting with these is that so breakfast stout is an eight point three percent. Each of these comes out at a different alcohol content, which a lot of people, myself included, when I, you know, when I first started, hey, I haven't talked homebrewing yet this entire episode. When I first started homebrewing, wow. I actually, yeah. I assumed that when you barrel age something, especially in bourbon barrels, that there's residual bourbon in there, so mm-hmm. therefore it kind of picks up some of the alcohol. Mm-hmm. I've actually realized over, you know, that in reading different articles and not so much through experimentation myself, but reading different articles, that when you put something into the barrel, it actually really doesn't pick up any alcohol percent at all. It just depends. Interesting. It depends it's more for you, color. I would. I it's would more assume. for color. It's more for flavor, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that tells me these actually went into the barrel at what are probably around what they are now, which means it didn't go into the barrel at the exact same alcohol content, the 8.3, mm-hmm. as its younger brother, 8.3%. It went in as what it is now, which means it probably was a slightly different recipe sure. than the breakfast stout. Which I am picking up in the flavor, I feel yeah, like. I would agree. Because, again, you've got a glass of breakfast out here. And if you kind of try those next to each other, I get, again, nothing but chocolate in this first one. I definitely feel like I almost smell the oatmeal, which I know isn't really a thing. but No, I, I kind of agree with you. You know, this is going to sound super weird. And I hope you're ready for this. I'm uh, used to it. So it's a okay. ri- little ride we're going to take. So when I smell this, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about the, the breakfast stout just the regular um it almost smells to me like i'm opening a box of raisin bran raisin bran yeah i get okay i get the i'm gonna let you elaborate on this one i get the grainy quality of raisin bran you get the little uh hint you know maybe talking about malt um anything along that line yeah Yeah. and then uh the little sweetness at the end of the the flavor note Mm -hmm. or the, the the aroma reminds me of the sweetness you get from the raisins and raisin bran in the aroma, not the, necessarily the taste. So the more I taste the the regular breakfast stout, I I'm still not picking up much sweetness in that one, hmm. but I am maybe getting the tanginess that you're talking about. Because yeah. ra- I mean, raisin brands are raisins, so therefore it's a fruit, so therefore you're kind of getting that like tanginess. Um, I think dates maybe is a lot of times sure. the the what people use to describe like a. Well, that's a sweetness, though. Not really. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, interesting to me, though. The the yeah. As as we go through, um, the original we talked about. You know, we got more chocolate. Not necessarily sweet, but just the chocolate. The um, so the I seventeen. Like, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So I just did the quick like sip across all. Boom, 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 boom. I start with the breakfast out. We were talking raisins that went immediately into 2017, 2018, 2019. Little sip. 17 and 19 are very similar. Mm-hmm. Very boozy. Very bourbony. Mm-hmm. Whereas 2018 comes off to me a lot more. Um, Stop. More about the what went into it. What, less about the bourbon barrels. More about the um, the flavor. So we talked. I know you talked coffee. Definitely has a little more coffee flavor in mm-hmm. it. Also, I kind of feel like it has more of the odiness the oatmeal in it. So a lot of that could, I don't know how they age these. I feel like from that video we saw on their website, it's probably in a cave below. Uh, I believe it's below the facility. Below the facility. Yeah. I wonder how much weather comes into play there. Cause I mean with, with barrel aging and wine or bourbon or 
anything that you barrel age it, I think that does matter. So I'm just I mean, think about um, so a lot of the time when you put something in a barrel, uh, including a clear bourbon or anything into a barrel, uh, the more uh, the temperature rises and and lowers, the more it contracts into the barrel and back in out of the barrel. Um, yeah. And so the, it's like the weather um, weathering. It's going through the seasons. Correct. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, up in Grand is Rapids, Grand Rapids, Michigan, yeah. it's um, cold up there. It's going it? to be cold. But during the day, it could rise a little well, remember bit. Remember what right? I said? This age is probably for a year. Mm-hmm. So it goes through the sea. It goes through. A Michigan summer as well. Yeah. So the winter, Which, yes, but it goes to the summer as well. Yeah. So it sees it all. Um, that's true. It's mm-hmm. going. So even underground, to your point, you're, what you're saying is even underground, you don't experience the seasons as like you're obviously in a outside, but you do still experience them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This definitely the, the more the I say the freshest one, the 2019. I definitely get vanilla, mm-hmm. which I love. Because vanilla is one of my favorite flavors in beer, especially. Okay. I love what um, a lot of brewers are doing now with incorporating vanilla into untraditional things as well. I think we've talked a little bit about, like sours and stuff with vanilla. Yeah. Because it kind of mellows things out a little bit, takes the tartness and mellows it out. I think that this 2019 is going to age really well. Like, I, so I would agree. It's the freshest one. As you can see by my glass, it's almost yeah. gone. It's I mean, the freshest one we have. So it's hard to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I think that this one's going to be great in eight years. But I've I've heard of people who have aged these things like eight mm-hmm. years, tried it. Um, and just for to kind of level set, I've heard people who age this for like eight years and they did kind of a vertical of like four different years side by side. And they were like, OK, this one, this 2012 was great. 13 was way off though. Like that one, don't let it age more than four years. So that's the thing about stouts as far as there's definitely a sweet spot there. I mean, I think it's year to year. Like you mm-hmm. never know, like it, that's why we do this. That's why we're trying three side by side. Because mm-hmm. at, what I'm going to say is that I'm actually, as much as I love the boozy quality or the bourbon quality in 2017, I don't think that that one is going to age very well yeah. or much longer. I don't think it's going to carry very long because what I'm what I'm realizing is that it's becoming less about the flavor of the beer and more about the bourbon barrel which tells me that something about that one's aging and it, part of it could be the way I'm aging it I'm I try and they say when you um and hey a little tidbit for our listeners when you age beer especially like something like this try and keep it elevated don't keep it um it's like in your apartment they say you know or, or a house or wherever you have it don't keep it um you know, on ground level, don't keep it necessarily sitting on your kitchen counter for five years when mm-hmm. you're aging it. Try and keep it either Put below. It ground, well, actually above or below because yep. that gives it, it basically keeps it out of the, it's going to not get the differing airflow yep. is really what it is. Um, and that's really what it comes down to is it doesn't have to go through the complete different. It goes through its own natural cycle of how it wants to age, which is consistent too. So, so based on your taste, your particular taste, what would you say is your favorite year from 17, 18, and 19? So, these are all different. That's actually a, it is hard to, so I'm, I basically just bashed 17 like it was bad, but I love 2017 because I taste the bourbon. Or mm-hmm. I, I really get the barrel, which is super, I mean, you t- and even the base beer, like the base beer is, again, that's what's cool about kind of judging stouts in our own mind is that you taste different things. The base beer, whereas there's some weird things about it that I'm like, kind of like, okay, it didn't age really well. I love the base beer, and I kind of think the age helped it. 2017, a little bourbon heavy. Yep. So if, if you love bourbon. 17's for you. Seek out a bottle of 2017 because I think you'd really like it. Mm-hmm. 2018 for me is, I'm going to say this is my favorite. Okay. Just because I get the flavors of the beer. I feel like I taste the coffee. I feel like sure. I taste the chocolate. But I get some of the bourbon as well, which is mm-hmm. kind of nice. And then 2019, I'm really interested in trying this, which luckily between the bottle you have, I have a few bottles. We're going to be able to do this in a year, maybe even two years, because yeah. obviously at this point in time, this podcast is going to be cruising. cruising. And so I'm, I'm excited I'm excited to see our listeners, what they think then. Yeah. Um, 18 for me, though, just yeah. because of because I taste the flavors of the beer. What about you? What do you get? Um What's your favorite? Not what do you get? We've talked about what do you get. Yeah. What, what are, what's your I, favorite among So these? I would agree with you on 17. It's definitely bourbon heavy. Um, but I think that has its place, right? I could see like a really long night. 
you come mm. home and you want like your one-stop shop for like you're gonna have one drink right you're gonna hit one drink maybe go to bed or take a shower go to bed something like that right yeah i would reach for a 17 mm-hmm. that would be my go-to um yeah if i'm gonna if i'm in like a a stout kind of mood just an overall just like maybe hit me something darker um i'm gonna go with the 18 definitely yeah. where I, I i think 18 is really good because also keep in mind bourbon barrel stouts are pretty popular now mm-hmm. so you can find a lot of them on yeah the market you can so it's not like yeah i agree it's okay um so i'd take 18 like an average if i were gonna have sit back on an average day and have you know have a barrel aged stout i would reach for 18. friday after work yep something celebratory yep that's not good, too boozy, not too simple. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of some yeah. complex notes throughout. Something I could sip and enjoy throughout the night, right? You know. Mm-hmm. And then 19 is just super delicious. I I honestly really like 19. If I had to pick one out of all of them, I'm going to pick 19. Um only because it's got some really nice qualities to it. It's got that vanilla quality in there. You can still kind of taste a hint of the coffee and the chocolate, but then you get a little bit of the bourbon on the back end. Um, and it's super complex and mm-hmm. you could take it really, um, really narrow and just, you know, that's a that's a bourbon barrel aged stout. Or you can look at it and pick pick apart all those little notes. I think it's 2019 think it's really is like I've I'm choosing I'm sticking with 2018 is my favorite, but I agree with you. That's tough because. Especially 2018, 2019. I mean, that's that 2019 is really good. You can definitely, and again, the vanilla for me really gets it. But mm-hmm. also, I'm noticing that as it sits. So with stouts, they've got a cool thing where you can pour it into your glass. And as a stout drinker, we're drinking these in small glasses for the ta- for the purpose of tasting tonight. But typically with stouts, I highly recommend people you putting them in those fancy, you know, whatever goblet looking glasses. I forget mm-hmm. what they're called right now. The snifters. Yep. Because of the fact that, A, when you pour it in the glass and it's super cold, go ahead and drink some of it because you're going to get a flavor profile. You're going to get to enjoy it. But then let it sit a little bit. Let it warm up. Not warm, but let it warm up a little bit. And you're going to get completely different flavors. Vanilla is a flavor that does really well with that. Mm-hmm. It gets better the longer you let it. The longer you let it. And I feel like that's where 2019 is going to be really good in like a year or two. It's good now, but I yep. agree. I feel like vanilla for me is one that ages really well and so i feel like that's where we're going with that one so so you would say out of all of these out of all of these your favorite is 18 but age quality probably 19 yes yeah that's a good way to put it like right now for me 2018 has aged to a perfect it's i've had it probably for really well a little few months perfectly balanced i can fl- i can taste everything that the brewer probably meant for you to taste in the beer which is mm-hmm. the we talked about the aspect of it it's warmed up sl- a slight bit which the perfect temperature for me for a stout is you pour it into the glass it's okay to let it sit on the counter for maybe five to ten minutes i was gonna say ten minutes and then drink it because whereas most most beers you want to drink them cold try and get as much of it in your gut before you before you actually before it actually warms up warms yeah. up stouts are a little bit opposite that i feel like you actually let it mellow you want it you want it to be cold you of course want it in the fridge you want to pour it into the glass and let it kind of come out mm-hmm. um but 2019 i can just tell is going to age really well so i will say that pick up a bunch of bottles of this um which i feel like they're doing a better job we haven't talked yeah. distribution or anything with them yet we've just been talking about the beer but so kyle's all about 19 i'm pseudo about 19. i'm all about 19 i'm yeah. a little bit about 19 i'm all about 18 right now i think but as I, let it, I think 18 is the most complete i love 19's flavors yeah 19 has a flavor that the other two don't, which mm-hmm. is, um, it's, and I keep talking about vanilla. It's not the vanilla though. There's another flavor in there that I'm trying to figure out. And I think it might be the oak from the barrel. It could be. That, yeah. Like on the aroma, I kind of get oak and I kind of feel like maybe that's the flavor that for me is like, I want to change my pick a little bit, but at the same, I'm going to stick with 18 because okay. for me right now, that's the one that I, it's these 18 and 19 are like night and day for mm-hmm. what you taste. Like. 17 you kind of get a conglomeration of the two you mm-hmm. kind of get a little bit of the oakiness the barrelness whatever but that's and, tough. and i think 17 is it has its place too like oh, i think yeah. i think they all have their place even the base um, beer. like that the base, base beer, beer is, too yeah. uh 
You said you could get access to more of this base beer, so yeah. I need more of this. This was the yeah. last bottle I had of it. So we'll, we'll get some more. Don't worry. And I actually um, did, so that was strategic of me. So I feel like, you know, bourbon, there's a lot with like bourbon out there. There's a lot of people collecting bourbons. You collect this, this, and this. You know, it's kind of a little harder with beer. Um, I would say like I did it with the soul. I knew that I was going to want to have the base beer for a couple years. So it, it the, the beer nerd in me said, you know what? I found, you know, this four pack of it a couple years ago. I want to hang on to it because I want to be able to compare this side by side with at least three years of KBS, if not four, um, which we'll do next year. Yep. Um, but this is this is cool. I this this we need to do this more beers. Obviously, these are heavy beers. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we're featuring this as a main episode, because I feel like for listeners, you see KBS out there, especially with the price point, And you probably are like, you know what? No like, way. Yeah, no way. I think the the. Four pack that I bought of KBS this year was twenty six dollars. I'd say. Yep. Twenty five ninety nine. I bought a single bottle of nineteen and it was six fifty. Yeah. So. So the only thing I'll say is that don't buy that with the intention of drinking all four mm-hmm. the same night, or don't buy it with the intention of drinking them all quickly. Look at that as you're investing, kind of like a bottle of bourbon or a bottle so, of nice yep. wine. You're Over investing, time. yeah. Because I mean, by example. I still have, I think, at least one more bottle of 2017. I know I've got two other bottles, or three of 2018, and we've now got a whole, well, we've got at least four or five, five 2019. So, and I think that's how you buy these. You you kind of buy them for celebratory periods in your but, life. Yeah. And think about it like a one-time year investment. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to buy yeah. it for, you know, buy a four-pack this year. You have three, four years to to hang on to them and, and, and enjoy them. I do so. a lot of thinking about when I'm going to drink these beers. And I will say that I, um, when I, I knew it, I was like, you know what? We got three years, Kyle, we got to do this. We have to do this on the podcast. So do you have any, uh, final thoughts, Kyle, on this one? Yeah. Um, I think great stout. I love the bourbon, uh, bourbon barrel aged. Um, I think they all have their own place and niche with Which different, is- which is why we do side by side. Yeah. That's why they exist. Because especially when and, and brewers like this, I can tell you right now, like I'm I'm I know me as a <laughs> home brewer. I know me as way a way to go. Yeah. Had to do my plug one last time. By the way, my brewer no. Um I know that I look at this, I'm like, you know what? The the fact that they have different alcohol contents that tells me the recipe very slightly. they they want to kind of there's some be variations. They want mm-hmm. people to be able to nitpick and figure out exactly what's different about these brews and like i don't think they try and say hey you know we're gonna make this one more vanilla we're gonna make this one more bourbon i don't think they try that at all i think that it's a organic thing they're just like you know we just want to brew the beer for the craft of it of Mm -hmm. brewing beer and we want i don't think they intended this to be like this huge sensation like it is every year but hey it's a on on their website they call it a unicorn which i think is do they really yeah which i think is awesome um because it i think it really embodies kind of what they're going after they're trying to nail that that different style or that you know the I different variations between each one every year I put it out there and watch people yeah watch people crap you know grab the unicorn so, i look forward to it every year so i i know I will that now this too. beer comes out in late march to early april and i'm looking for it every year well um, i will say one big hell of a cheers to founders on this let's not break the glass though no. ready cheers Thank you for joining us on this very special episode of Multi Goodness. As always, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or our social channels at Multi Goodness on Facebook and at Multi Goodness Podcast on Instagram. Chris, any final words? That's just a bunch of BS. <laughs>